and welcome to this time of worship. Bruce has invited me to share some thoughts with you this week as he's on holiday, so thank you for joining with me and wherever you are, may God's peace be with you. We have gathered here to meet Jesus. We have come seeking the one who can heal us. We are hungry for the word of God that satisfies and gives us life. Our Gospel passage today is read by Ruth Cantley and is taken from Matthew's Gospel. It details the response to a question that Peter asked Jesus. Our reading this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18 and reading from verse 21. Forgiveness. Then Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought before him. And as he could not pay his lord, his lord ordered him to, pay, to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the lord of that slave released him from and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a thousand denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed they and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay the entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Bless, we pray, the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts, that they may be pleasing to you, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. How many times do I have to tell you to keep your elbows off the table? Seems to be an oft-repeated question that I remember from my childhood. For you, it may be a different question. 
How many times do I have to tell you to put the top back on the tube of toothpaste? Or even something as general as, how many times do I have to tell you that's not the way to do it? These are rhetorical questions and they're usually tinged with exasperation that comes from repetition. But for Peter, the question, how many times should I forgive my brother, was not rhetorical. In fact, he even answered the question himself. Peter thought that seven was a good answer to give. I wonder why he picked that number. Well, in Hebrew law, there was a ruling that said, if a man commits a transgression, the first, second, and third time he is forgiven, the fourth time he is not. So perhaps Peter reckoned that to double three and add an extra time for good measure was as good a way to calculate the answer as any other. And he hoped that Jesus would be satisfied with his magnanimous mathematics. He really was trying to go the extra mile when it came to forgiving whoever it was that had upset or offended him. But Jesus answered him saying, no, not just seven times, but 70 times seven. Well, that's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, how would a person keep track? 70 times seven, that's 490 times we must forgive someone. That's about impossible to keep track of, isn't it? In this digital age, I'm sure an app could be developed that would register every time you said, I forgive you. But for many people, a notebook might be preferable. No problem with that if you happen to forgive someone at the top of a mountain where there's no signal. And then what happens when we get to 489? Do we choose carefully the last person to receive our forgiveness? And then what happens when we have used our full allocation of 490? Do we go back to being angry and hateful? All a bit ridiculous, don't you think? Yet people do it all the time. Keeping score in matters of forgiveness is not only ridiculous, it's harmful. Not just to the person we are resentful or angry at, but to ourselves. The fact is that in matters of forgiveness, the person who keeps a score is almost always the biggest loser. But back to our gospel passage, as was very often the case, Jesus answers a question by telling a story. On this occasion, it was about two men, a king and the matter of debt repayment. The debt of the first man was absolutely huge, but despite the enormity of the debt, the king was prepared to cancel it and forgive the man. Now, rather than rejoice in his good fortune and share that joy and happiness with others, the man decides that it's time to call in the debts that are owed to him, which are minuscule in comparison. He strode right up to the other man, took him by the scruff of the neck and demanded payment there and then, and no amount of pleading had any effect. Fortunately for the second man, there were witnesses to this rough treatment, and before he knew it, the first man was back in front of the king. You should have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you. And having said this, the king promptly threw the man into jail. Not a happy ending to the story for him then. A Methodist theologian, William Willimon, wrote, Forgiveness is not natural. It is not a universal human virtue. And if forgiveness is not naturally within us, then for the good of our health, and for the good of our families and communities, 
we need to learn how to forgive. When we are able to humbly admit that we have needed forgiveness from another, we are in a better position to offer forgiveness to someone who has hurt us. Learning to forgive others releases burdens and brings freedom back to our heart. It results in less stress, less hostility, lower blood pressure and reduced symptoms of depression. If we remember how much mercy God has shown us, if we allow the incredible wonder of his grace and his forgiveness to fill our minds and our hearts, then we will, in turn, be more able to forgive others. And that's the message of the story. No matter how deeply we have got ourselves into a mess, we can come to God, ask for his forgiveness and have a fresh start. Sometimes circumstances might keep us from forgiving and sometimes, too, forgiveness is not accepted and old wrongs simply can't be made right. Too much time has passed or too much has changed. So if it seems to us that it is too late, again, we can pray to God because a fresh start is possible. God gives us one and when we ask him, he will help us to do the same thing for others. He will help us to forgive and make us whole so that the words of the Lord's Prayer ring true. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. One of the most wonderful prayers of forgiveness that I have come across was found in Ravensbrück concentration camp and I'd like to finish by reading it to you. O Lord, remember not only the men and women of goodwill, but also those of ill will. But do not remember all the suffering they have inflicted on us. Remember the fruits we have borne thanks to this suffering. Our comradeship, our humility, our courage, our generosity, the greatness of heart which has grown out of all this. And when they come to judgment, let all the fruits which we have borne be their forgiveness. Amen. As we pray together now, we join with our sisters and brothers across the globe to remember God's goodness and to pray for our world, its situation and our fellow human beings. Let us pray. Creator God, thanking you for the wonderful world in which we live, fill us and your world with wonder at creation, recognition of our mutual human responsibility, desire for reforming what is at fault, and hope in the possibilities of living at peace with God and with one another. We pray for countries and situations where the environment is threatened by storm damage, by flooding and by wildfires remembering all those who put their lives at risk in such dangerous situations. We pray for firefighters, paramedics, medical staff, community support teams and individuals as they unite to show compassion and support to those in any kind of need. Gracious and loving God, fill our homes and neighbourhoods with forgiveness and generosity and trust. May we honour one another as people of your making, 
and remember in prayer those who are vulnerable because of difficult life circumstances. Compassionate God, we pray for all who are ill at home or in hospital, for all in emergency surgery or in casualty, for those who have just discovered that they have injuries or illnesses that will change their lives. We pray for the work of all who heal and comfort, all who visit the sick and counsel the distressed. We pray for the dying and those who love them. And we pray too for the work of those who comfort the bereaved. We give thanks for countries where the COVID situation is improving and pray for those where spikes of the virus have been appearing. Holy God, fill our hearts with thankfulness and praise as we recall your faithfulness and live in your love. We thank you for all our families and friends and take a moment of silence now to pray for them. Hear us and help us to see you this day as we pray together in the pattern for prayer that you shared with your first disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Thank you for sharing in this time of reflection and prayer. And as it comes to a close, go out into the world in peace. Love God with all your heart. Be challenged by the Spirit's promptings, hear the call to serve Christ and be obedient to God's will. And may God bless you, the Spirit restore you and Christ's presence strengthen you, now and always. Amen.